live hand creation philosophy episode 104 i'm your host pocholo cruz and welcome to the show so this lovely show is brought to you by listeners such as yourself let's give a shout out to people that have supported me on patreon that's patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n you can find me at pancreation philosophy or patreon.com slash pancreation that's pancreation spelled p-a-n-k-r-a-t-i-o-n so shout out to the honorary philosophers we got aaron heron hayden hurley jake landry jas paul gill jay white kong and tom kravitz thank you guys for supporting the show uh, also shout out to my homie on soundcloud floating forest thank you for providing me with the intro music and i believe he just dropped out an electronic uh ep whatever that means but yeah shout out to you follow him floating forest on soundcloud and yeah thanks to homie joel ridzak getting me this uh microphone setup so yeah thank you guys uh, for those shout outs let's talk about my guest today his name is richard bowen richard welcome to the show what's up Pachola? not much man good to see you thanks for having me no problem thanks for coming on so uh i think i remember i'm pretty sure we first met at off the top wasn't mm-hmm. it nice so let's talk about that how did you find out about about off the top um i actually heard jesse tell jesse warren yeah, yeah. the infamous jesse, jesse warren yeah the all, optimist all six abs of them <laughs> yeah the optimizer yeah. um yeah I went to laughs one night. Okay. Maybe, uh, I want to say maybe July or I was gone for August and I don't know, sometime, okay. You know, sometime four in the or summer five months or ago. Something yeah. like that. Okay. I went to laughs to see some headliner yeah. and Jesse was there Yeah. and I heard him tell a few, a couple women that had gone to watch the show. Yeah. Uh, he had struck up a conversation with them and I was just standing close by and heard him say, oh, I got the show off the top. Yeah. And I absolutely love improvised stand-up. Okay. And I was so excited. Uh, you know, I, my ears yeah. perked up and I yeah. pulled the notebook out. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotta, gotta get that down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the literal word of mouth from the from the yep. source. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, like, before then, had you checked, I mean, you were there at Laughs, but had you checked out any other comedy shows at the time, other than that one, or were you, like, just new to the area? Yeah, or, yeah. I yeah. I moved here in March. In March? Mar- I moved here March 1st. Okay. March 1st of the previous year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 2019, and, uh, and, yeah, I had pretty well, uh, I don't know if I had fully, like, plugged in, but I had been yeah. to almost everything I could go to. Okay. Um. Jai Tai, uh, uh, Jai Tai, Club Comedy, Laughs, Underground, mm-hmm. uh, 907 in Renton, yeah. um, a lot of music open mics in okay. the area. Yeah. Yeah. I try to, uh, get the lay of the land. Okay. And I knew I had seen Jesse a few times and... At, at some other of those open mics from there. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe some, maybe Andrew Frank had introduced me to him at that point. He's a... I don't, he lives here, Okay. but he's kind of like, he, he works a lot. Okay. He does like paid shows. Okay. He travels around for that. So I don't see him at Mike's very often, but St. Louis dude that lives here now. Okay. So I guess before that, I guess, so what, what led you to moving here? Yeah. Um, 
I lived here in. Uh, I graduated college in two thousand May of two thousand eight. Okay. And I moved here with a couple people. Uh, uh, a couple roommates from Vermont were yeah. moving out here. Yeah. And um, I am a skateboarder. Okay. And I pretty much just came out here with them because there's a huge skate culture here, and yeah. and specifically, uh, Seattle. the The Northwest is yeah. uh, skate park, epic concrete skate parks out here. Oh so. yeah, for sure, dude. My homie has a skate park in his backyard. Really? Yeah, and like in Kirkland. Yeah. Who is your friend? Uh, my friend's name is Bob Jones. I also interviewed him once. Yeah, he's Bob insane. Jones. He's got it. He's got. I don't know if you ever want to like I. Yeah, I'll have to. I, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can hit him up if you want. You can check out his skate park. He has a literal skate park. Uh, one actually, one of my roommates. He's Australian, but he's also a, a skateboarder. He he skated in like Bob's. I mean, you 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 two can talk afterwards. But All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm asking my friend right yeah. now because my yeah my friends that live here yeah. So, so yeah, I lived here, uh, 2008. Like okay. you know September. Okay. I moved here September 2008 and I was here for like nine months and my last, my last month in town, I met this group of skaters Yeah, uh, that are just infamous Pacific Northwest skaters. They okay. had this blog called Sorcery and okay. they're just a fuck, they're fucking wild. They've okay. done all kinds of crazy shit and uh, yeah. I just became good friends with them and I've maintained a friendship with them. Um, I moved back to Vermont uh, the next year. Okay. But like I said, just maintained a friendship and uh, and came to visit a few times. And then I, I started comedy in 2014. 2014, okay. How did that How did that start? In Vermont. In Vermont, um, yeah. I've wanted to do it since... I, I've wanted to do stand-up since I knew that it was a concept. I, I, okay. I remember being six, five or six years old. Okay. And my dad would play Steve Martin and Bill Cosby okay. records. Okay. And... I remember, like, I knew what the concept of a profession was. I yes. knew that my parents had to go to work every day. Yeah. And then they were like, they played the records, and my yeah. dad was like, oh, this guy, that's what these people do. And as, was, as, a, as a profession. Okay. Yeah, and I yeah, was like, yeah. that is the coolest thing. Okay. And so, but it never, I, I grew up in, uh, I was born in South Carolina, lived in North Carolina. Okay. Lived in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And Vermont, so I was always in these like pretty rural areas, yeah, and it just never seemed accessible to me at all. Mm-hmm. And I was painfully shy and socially anxious and stuff. So mm-hmm. those two factors, it just never occurred to me to actually the the thought of yeah. like because I always thought like well if I want to try it I gotta move to New York City and yeah. that was like fucking terrifying. So yeah, just both aspects of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, I saw I saw an ad for a a free uh, improv drop in class. Okay. Um, and that was October two thousand thirteen. Okay. And so I did that every week. Uh, Spark the, Arts in Burlington. This is okay. This is you still in Vermont at the time, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was I was living in a small town in uh, an hour outside of Burlington, Vermont. Okay. And. Um, I had nothing going and like I had just always wanted to try comedy and yeah like and like you said like just jump in you know yeah. like yeah and it was perfect it was in a classroom setting no mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. and I just I did that once a week for like three months and 
that got me uh that just got me primed to be around people and yeah to be free associating thinking i'd always been like class clown type and i just liked it i liked interacting with people in that way and yeah. uh and through that i learned of oh yeah there's a couple open my i met my friend matt baker mm-hmm. and uh i think he told me about some some stand up open mics mm-hmm. and then i did my first stand up open mic january 8th of 2014 oh okay and then yeah i did bo- i did both for about 6 months matt and i formed a troupe mm-hmm. and uh and i would do there were only two stand up mics that you could do per week in burlington at that time okay so I did those for a year. I, I did stand up 29 times in 2014. And uh, I was like severely depressed at the time, actually. And I realized toward the end of that year, I was like, well, if I can, if I can do this and have decent results when I feel this terrible, then yeah. I, should, I should really take it seriously and do it as much as I can. So I moved to Burlington. And, okay. Um, and the scene kind of picked up at that time. Uh, when I moved there, there two other two other weekly mics started, and I started going to music mics as much as I could. Because oh, nice. that that's the number one piece of advice you hear from any stand up is yeah. do it as often as possible. Yeah, just get that time in. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was lucky enough mm-hmm. to, at that time in Burlington, mm-hmm. there were. I remember if I really wanted to, I could do fourteen sets a week. Oh shit. Yeah. And and only four of those were stand up mics. Yeah. So there there were ten music open mics that I could do ten to fifteen minutes at. Oh nice. And and through whatever confluence of <laughs> of events yeah. I was able to obviously it wasn't great, but it yeah. was I could I could go to those music open mics and I made a good enough impression and yeah. was not too offensive or yeah. that fine balance of there. Yeah, yeah, to where people liked me and invited yeah. me back and it it was a. Uh, I would always be the only person doing comedy. Yeah. So I had that going for me, but I was res- like I said, respectful enough and and had en- just enough <laughs> jokes to where they were like, yeah. yeah, come back and yeah. And so yeah, that was a 2015 was yeah. like, I was doing, I was doing at least ten sets a week. Oh nice. And um, and I can't remember where we were going with this, but but yeah, that yeah. was th- yeah. that was just that was my introduction to comedy. Yeah. No, I think there really is no substitute for experience. You know? There, yeah. everything in life, man. Like, yeah, but that's it's, the thing. It's almost like the hardest thing to do. Your yeah, brain like, tricks. Ah, yeah. Your brain tricks you all the time. Like, oh, I'll do yeah. the research. I'll yeah. talk to people. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you know, and they say experience is the best teacher, but experience is the only teacher. It's, yeah. It, you don't. Because until then, it's all theory, you know, and we're we're all learning as we go. Everyone, even the, the most seasoned professional is make, you're all, you're making it up as you go. You're, you're, um, you're referencing past experiences and applying that knowledge to a new moment. Yes. I know there, there's this quote, it goes like experience is a harsh teacher because it gives the test first and the lesson afterwards like from Ooh. there and it's no it's it's very true because that's the thing it's like it's almost like the human mind is engineered to look for shortcuts when in actuality yeah. there is no shortcut yeah it's like you try to find loopholes and stuff oh maybe if i do this and then there really is no it's almost like we know that there's no shortcut but we still look for one anyway yeah it's, it's well yeah. in this yeah. a lot of times the yeah. shortcut 
<laughs> you end up doing more work than yeah, if you had just yeah, done yeah. it. Yeah, yeah it's it's like the you know the classic kid in class who tries to cheat the test when in reality they could have just saved a lot of time by studying yeah. for the test. Yeah, I always found that that notion like funny. It's like, what is it about the straightforwardness of work that makes people just not want to do it? But yeah, it's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. That's especially that's interesting. You know how your journey came from, you know, being you know socially anxious and stuff like that. And it's funny because I think that's a common. It's a very common thing, especially for people. It's always funny, like people that end up putting themselves in situations where they have to talk or they have to put themselves in really the most socially anxious situations are the people that suffer from that on like a normal on a normal basis yeah it's almost like the fact that that seems very uh, you know difficult to you is what attracts you to that action in, in the first place yeah like yeah yeah it's difficult it's difficult to talk to people on an individual basis a lot of times yeah and at this point um, I've been pretty diligent or since I started, mm-hmm. you know, just committing to, you know, I probably, I probably, since I started in 2014, I probably yeah. haven't gone more than a week without doing stand up. Yeah. And, and most of the time it's not more than like 48 hours or something like that. Yeah. To where I'm, I'm like almost more comfortable in front yeah. of a large group than b- between an individual basis. Yeah. Yeah. From there. No, it, 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 it is. It's the thing. It's almost like, because I see like a very common thing amongst martial artists as well, on how they get they get into like that physical aspect because they they themselves don't see themselves as physically strong, mm-hmm. and yet that kind of image stays with them even though the you know the actual image is that they're you know they are in terms of like how they they should be like strong, yeah. but they still see themselves as like needing to get better in that kind of sense it's almost like if you don't have the that image of wanting to get better then you never actually do something to yeah. get better at it like from there. you think yeah. you think because they're comparing themselves to other the people they look up to in their their martial arts i, I think scene it, or? i think it could be that or i think it's just a sense i think it just there's any anyone who's like towards a path of like where it takes a well pretty much any path because any path to mastery uh-huh. you know just is a is a very long one yeah. so i guess like once you once you're set on that path and you realize like oh man how long the road actually is yeah you don't you do, you can't really afford time to look back at yeah. what you've done you can only look forward and i think that's just how it goes yeah like from there because you understand uh, you understand like how far there is to go, so you're not really concerned about where you're at. You can just concerned about moving forward. Yeah, in, in that kind of sense, it's just like how you know the action. It's I believe it's called like the Dunn-Kroger effect. I forget exactly how it's pronounced. The DK effect, but how if someone is not knowledgeable in a task, then they feel that it's a lot easier than it actually is. Like if oh. somebody like you know to the outside person like. Someone that doesn't do stand up, stand up seems easier oh, than it absolutely. should. You know, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Or like in the same thing, like you know, if someone who's not into fighting, they look at fighters like, oh, I can do that shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that different. That guy just like hitting people. Yeah, I can hit somebody. Or you know, that guy just talking in front of a microphone. I can tell. I can do that. It's like because they're not knowledgeable in that area, they don't even know what they don't know about it. Right, right. Whereas someone that is versed in that, 
they know that there's a lot of shit that they don't know, which yeah. is what makes them like want to keep pursuing it in that yeah. kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah, you really are seeing when you see someone do stand up, especially in terms of like a let's say a show at Jai Tai or off the top, like yeah. someone who comes in heard heard about the sh- it's their first time yeah. there, like yeah. you're seeing such a s- tiny tiny. Uh, slice of yeah. that person's uh, scope of experience. Yeah, like a know? fragment of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, to answer your question. Yes. I, yeah, so I lived here. Yeah. Met a, met a good group of friends here. Yeah. Stayed in contact. Started comedy. Yeah. Did a bunch of traveling. Yeah. Felt that I did as much as I could in Vermont. Okay. And wanted to uh, live. I've I've visited almost every major city, and and actually spent, you know, about a month in most major cities. Oh, really? Just the, a lot the of big yeah. ones. Yeah. And uh, but I wanted to just insert myself into a bigger scene and yeah, just a bigger stand-up market. And and this, uh, I could live with my skater friends here. Okay. And and so that is how I ended up here. Nice. So just the both factors of having friends in the area and then also wanting to be in a comedy scene. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and my yeah. friend does know Bob Jones. Of course. Which I'm not, <laughs> yeah. it does not surprise <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, but that's that's interesting, too. This, I think the... I know people, like, in the skate culture, and I feel like that's that's very... I think, like, any culture that's that's creative or like risk-taking it's interesting how they end up finding other things that connect with that yeah you know in, in terms of because it's almost like it's a good bridge you know because like because i know people that are like one of my good friends is a was, was a skateboarder and then became a fighter and that makes sense to me because like i don't know i don't i've never done skating but i've understand that, oh yeah that's that's someone that's you know likes Know, likes the physical aspect but then the creative aspect and then the wanting to get better at something and then yeah. that makes it okay they got into something else that was similar in that kind of regard it's like a different craft but yeah. the same kind of pursuit in terms of that like would you say that's kind of the same thing oh, like oh absolutely okay. yeah yeah absolutely and the, yeah so many parallels I remember when I when I started doing stand up okay immediately because I, I had been I'd been skateboarding for 14 years at that point okay and i'd experienced so many peaks and valleys with it yeah and uh the the biggest thing i remember experiencing in like my early 20s or when i started to get pretty good at skateboarding Mm -hmm. um i would sort of have these peaks i'd have a really intense time of of learning a lot and just be skating really well yeah and then i'd sort of start to trail off and be like oh well that that was it that was my peak and now it's all downhill from here yeah but then a few you know three four five months later or whatever i'd have another peak that was higher yeah um and then just be like oh wait it's happening again and that happened a few times and maybe the third or fourth time i realized i was like oh i have to stop I have to stop thinking of it in those terms. Yeah. And just view it 
as a process as a endless yeah. process you know yeah. um and that was like a big turning point for me mm-hmm. within skateboarding yeah and then as soon as i started stand up yeah it just it, i had wanted to try it for so long yeah and the first few times it wasn't like it didn't go amazing but it mm-hmm. i got laughs you know and yeah. then and then i just instantly made that connection with like oh this is awesome because there's no it's a lot of the same fear as skateboarding yeah but there's no physical risk yeah and you can do it everywhere yeah and i just re- realized i was like this is so cool like i can get better at this for the rest of my life yeah and uh that was just so so exciting yeah and and i continually like i apply that that the mentality that uh helps me progress as a skater Mm -hmm. to stand up you know oh yeah for sure it's just like when when you're pursuing a craft it's like or any like any path of mastery is interesting because well you realize like what the learning curve actually is or like how learning process actually works because there's you know that pretty picture of a nice linear graph of you know you steadily gaining you know getting better at something but you know if anyone that's actually tried to learn something really well realize it's not like that if anything it's a it's a regressive it's like the more you do something the harder it actually is to get better at something like just like more x amount of time the harder it is like you're your path of growth doesn't necessarily stop, but the rate of your growth stops as you get more experience in something. It's like a constant state of plateaus as well. It's yeah, not like yeah, yeah. it's never like whoa, going straight up. You pretty much like you go, 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 and then you hit a plateau, plateau, plateau for a while, and then you get something, come back, and then you plateau, plateau, plateau again, yeah. and then like from there, it's never like a straight up shot of like yeah of getting better at something. And sometimes I think almost. I love what you're talking about in terms of like analyzing or realizing the, it's like just experiencing it. Almost if you focus too much, it's, it's, it it is kind of like, you know, the the road. If you focus on like the, like staring straight down at something then you never quite really get anywhere because you're too over-focused on something. You almost got to let the experience be in, in that sense where yeah, you just got to keep going with it. Well, yeah, just yeah. yeah, having the balance between, yeah. like, looking ahead yeah. being like, oh, that's, re- that's what I got ahead for. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now where, in terms of comedy, like, yeah. I've been staring at my feet for a little bit too long. Yeah. Like, oh, I just got to go to open mics, open mics, where it's like, yeah. I haven't, um, yeah, like, my second year. Yeah. My first year was like, I'm going to dip my toes. My second year, I was like, okay, I'm going to average one set a day. Yeah. And I met that. Submersion right there. Yeah. Yeah, And that goal, that goal, um, I, I told myself, I was like, I'm going to turn off. It's not a, it's not a decision. Like I'm going to go as often as I can. Absolutely. As often as I can. Yeah. And I have this metric of I need to perform at least 365 times. Okay. And it ended. I had, and I did 407 sets. Oh damn. Okay. And it was. And I remember. I remember like so many times being like, and I, I was like riding a bike at that point. Okay. In Vermont, in the <laughs> middle of winter, <laughs> like. Okay. And I this one this one open mic particularly on uh, 
well, there was a music open mic on Sunday and a comedy on Monday, mm-hmm. and they were at both at the same venue. Okay. And that was like, I think six or seven miles from my house. Okay. And I, so many times I remember being like, oh, like I do not want to ride my bike. Yeah. And what am I even doing? Like, I, yeah. I just bombed last night, like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then I would just be like, for whatever reason, having that metric being like, nope, like it became automatic, like yeah. putting my long johns on, getting dressed yeah. up. And then almost every time, as soon as I, I'd leave my house and the first part of the bike ride was downhill. Yeah. And as soon, as soon as I was at like the bottom of my driveway, I'd be like, yes, like I fucking yeah. did it. You yeah. know, yeah. I've, I've heard about that with, uh, have you, I don't know if you've read like Atomic Habits or I've not read Atomic Habits. Actually, who 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 wrote that? That is James Clear. James Clear. Okay. He well, had a he had a blog about habits for a long time and okay. then and then wrote a book, but Yeah. I've heard about that like just uh and there's another there's oh man. Twyla Tharp is like a a famous uh dancer, choreographer. Okay. And she talks about uh, how every day she works out for two hours yeah. and it's not uh, working out isn't the hardest part just getting up and hailing the cab yeah. like she she lives in Manhattan and yeah. it's just every day she gets up she grabs her bag puts her shoes on hails the cab yeah. that's all she that's all she has to do and everything else is automatic yeah. and it's like it's like the friction of work in that kind of sense like once you get past that friction force then it ends up going from there yeah yeah and that and it was like that for me with the what the fuck is it about that yeah you get like overwhelmed yeah when you think about it all together Mm -hmm. and you're like oh how is this going to benefit me it's it's a long ride Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm going to be home late Mm -hmm. um it's going to be a shitty crowd blah blah all these things but there's just something there where you're like no like there is some benefit and i'm going to commit to it it's, I think it's just that process of leaving that comfort zone yeah know, from yeah. there because you know it's like you because you know what you what you you know what you should do and the, but then it's like you know kind of like what your body kind of wants to do yeah in terms of that sense but I think that's the thing it's like it's that friction force out of the comfort zone you always need to get enough momentum to just get out of it and then you're yeah. like oh this is it. I've committed I'm already gone too far in that yeah. kind of sense it's like that Kind of like you know the hero's journey, how they have to, you know, initially get out of from from where they're at. That's the thing you have to get out of your initial your initial mindset or your initial yeah. situation, initial location, in, in that kind of sense. Yeah, that that that's a very interesting thing. Yeah. To, yeah, to I know. Put yourself my, out there. Yeah. My comfort zone destroys me in terms yeah. of being a depressive person. Like, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, like thousands of hours of my life yeah. have been uh are i have lost to yeah. wanting to be comfortable oh for sure i mean s- same thing for me and that's the thing i'm i'm constantly in a state where i like okay why why do i need to be comfortable i need to i need to challenge myself that, yeah. that's, that's why i look at it. like i gotta i gotta have challenges i need to challenge myself because if i'm not then i'm staying still and that's not living yeah in, in that kind of sense yeah and yeah, and I remember those, man, I, when I think back specifically to riding to that open mic at Franny O's, yeah. um, I remember 
that feeling of excitement when I got to the bottom of the driveway because I get to you get to bottom the hill on your bike <laughs> yeah and then I'm like I'm like hell yeah like I, I made it out of my house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there's no way I'm not gonna perform unless I get hit by a car or something yeah. like yeah like and then the ride out there is hard but then it's like I'm exercising um I'm then I'm socializing yeah I'm trying out new things that I wrote yeah um and then I have the ride back to process all of it. You know, yeah. it's like a, it was like a forty-five minute ride, something yeah. like a half hour to forty-five minutes. And and that is another thing that I've noticed is in terms of stand-up, like I I have almost I've done it probably around two thousand times at this point. Mm-hmm. I I can I couldn't tell you a single time that I've regretted doing it, regardless yeah. of the outcome. Yeah, almost. I'm sure there's probably one in there that was like fucking whatever, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, somebody throwing, somebody yeah. shot fireworks at me one time in Richmond. Yeah, but even then, it's like the yeah. hell yeah, like yeah, 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 I got fucking fireworks shot at me. It was nuts. It yeah. sucked. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but every time, I, as I'm walking away, mm-hmm. I'm stoked that I did it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. I wanted to do it and I did it. Yeah. And I learned something yeah. and it, whether it went well or not, it's, oh, yeah. I'm uh, better for having exposed myself to the experience. Exactly. And I think that's the thing about no longer being outcome based. And I think that's just like a, that's, that's something I'm trying to set in my life too, in terms of like mindset, because yeah. like the outcome, <clears throat> the outcomes, whatever really there's a lot of factors going into an outcome that you cannot control all you can yeah. control is your mindset and what you're going to do right or what and the things you can control like from there so i'm kind of uh, in fact anything i want i'm the same way and like no matter what happens in the experience the experience was worth it because yeah. i put myself out there no matter what the outcome is and then i think too <clears throat> no matter what the outcome is since you can't control it you can always make something out of it mm-hmm. in terms of that like once you realize that you only have so much power in that in that kind of sense it's kind of freeing in that way yeah because i mean i, I look at that in like especially for fighting because like for fighting there's like a lot of ways you know a lot of ways it can, well not a lot of ways but you know two kind of two ways it can go three ways <laughs> yeah and that kind well, of what's sense. the yeah. third way yeah a oh, tie third, yeah tie okay, okay yeah and then like i was picturing yeah. death <laughs> well that's a yeah. loss yeah death yeah death, death is a loss yeah, you can win the fight, lose your life. Yeah, <laughs> in that kind of sense, that's an unultimate loss. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways it can go. But it's like, man, just yeah, just just getting the experience, and then uh, yeah, that's the way I look at it too. It's like, man, no matter the win or the loss, I still put myself out there, and that's the way I look at comedy in that same way. Yeah, of course, with less physical implications. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, oh man, I put myself, I put myself in there, and yeah, that's all. That's all I can look for, like that experience. Like, yeah, and. uh well, That's the thing. Yeah. Well, what is your? Yeah. I mean, I know that you're yeah. a fighter and you yeah. train. Yeah. Like you train others, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. Okay. And what has your? Like, w- give me your synopsis on that. Like, how long you've been doing it? What that's, is yeah. your professional experience? Professional experience. Yeah. So I guess. What's I think, your record? What's my record? Yeah, that, yeah. That's the thing. What's the numbers thing? Yeah. What's the numbers? I feel like. So I've been I've been boxing since I was five years old, and then. 
I started uh, I started wrestling when my parents moved to the states. I think since I was ten years old, mm-hmm. and then I got into you know mixed martial arts when I was fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. and then so I've been involved in that. So that's what it's been about thirteen, fourteen years now. I've been training, and as far as record, I've had like a lot of matches. Probably in terms of MMA, I think I've had I don't know twenty or something like that, and like. What's a 16? 20 four. total matches. Yeah, 20 total matches. And nice. just in terms of that, but then I had a bunch of kickboxing, boxing. And it's, you know, it's all whatever. And because yeah. uh, that's the thing, people like, ask you what your record is, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, record, records, whatever. Mine's not good. But in terms of like, oh, would I like trade back like that for like a spotless record or for like yeah. whatever? It's like every, every step had to happen for me to get to this certain point. Yeah. So would I be in this, like, would I be in this case if, you know, X happened instead of Y? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, I I'm not, I'm not concerned about that in, in terms of that. I'm concerned yeah. about, you know, what, what the experience is. And that's the thing, like me looking back and say, like, okay, why did I do, you know, why did I start martial arts? Why did I decide to put myself on this pathway? Right. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing was just like that call to adventure, like that thing for something thrilling. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, to be, it's not for me. It wasn't here for the outcomes, like for the wins. Because even me, like remembering my wins, is like, ah, that's whatever. Yeah. Like the important thing was like me experiencing it. Or yeah. even for the loss, like, oh, sure, that's whatever. I'm like, oh, that sucks at the moment, for sure. Like, of course, it takes like an emotional toll. But at the end of the day, I'm like, ah, yeah. whatever. It takes an emotional, physical toll. But, you know, I still put myself there. And there was like the process. Like, that's the thing. I'm like, yeah. I'm very much more in this terms of life like more process based like I enjoy the process yeah. because that's really all you have you can't really control what the outcomes are but you can control what your process is to getting towards there and that's kind of like what I shifted you know the same thing towards like comedy that's the way because I enjoy I enjoy the process of comedy I enjoy like the actual experience of comedy whether the outcome is good or not whatever that is and that's the thing it's not for me to judge what yeah. the outcomes are it's just what they are so I enjoy everything that leads up to it yeah like from there yeah. yeah that's that's the way I look at in terms of whatever creative pursuit I'm trying to go for yeah yeah, yeah I, I asked about the record or your professional experience yeah because I've noticed one thing yeah something I've noticed with comedy is yeah you uh, the goals that I have reached for mm-hmm. or I guess like any of the exposure I've gotten. Yeah. It's funny how you work toward it and then you get it. Yeah. And then you, uh, I don't know. There's always like that sense of like, Oh, this is it. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. That, no, that's definitely, that's, that's exactly how I feel when I, when I win, I'm like, Oh yeah, nice. I won. And then I was like, Oh, this is what I was working towards all those weeks. Yeah, the preparation, all those you know years of training. I was like, well, it's just that's just it. Yeah, that, that that that's the thing. It's like that's why I'm not. I get, I get excited about the process, not about the outcome. I get excited. Yeah. Oh, now I get to I get to experience this. Like that's not the outcomes, whatever you know. Yeah, because I can't really control that in terms of it. It's just a matter of. I think that's the thing. It's like it's the challenge, it's the thrill. That that that's that's what gets me the thrill of like the actual, uh, no, yeah, like from there. That's the yeah. most fun because I think that's the thing. It's like it's exciting because it is unknown. Once the 
unknown becomes known then it's like the fog of war gets lifted right you're like oh that's it yeah the fog of war yeah the fog of war you know in terms it's like uh it's you know in video games when oh yeah yeah. rts games you're like oh yeah yeah." because you're like i think the fog of war is interesting because you can't quite see what's going to happen and then like once you you know you see like oh that was just it that's it it's never that's the thing the unknown's always more like seems worse than what it actually is or made seem you know it's like the unknown factor. Once it becomes there, oh, it's just that. Like from there. Yeah, yeah that's something that I bring up a lot with other comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I notice, like when you start, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're like, yeah, the guy I spoke with today. Uh, yeah, I met up with this guy today. He's interested in comedy. Yeah. he got my name, my number from a friend. Yeah, I met up with him for coffee. And he told me, like, yeah, I'm interested in, in trying stand-up. I've been writing stuff down. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm ready. And I'm like, if you have five minutes worth of ideas yeah. to say, then you're ready. There's yeah. no more ready that you can be. Like, there's yeah. no like no there's no there's switch that flips or anything. Like, yeah, you just got to dive in. Oh, but yeah, so when you start, you're terrified. You know you want to do it, but you're terrified. Yeah. You, you commit to it. You work hard for a few months, whatever. Yeah. You get a good five minutes. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you have this five-minute comfort zone. Yeah. And that's what you wanted the whole time. Like You're like, oh, I just want to... You're up there. You're like, you're eating shit over and over again. You're whatever. But then you find this five minutes. Yeah. And this one night, it works perfectly. And you're like, all right. like Yeah. And then it's like seared into your brain. You're like, I made it. Yeah, I have this. I have these, you know, a thousand words or whatever, however many fill five minutes. Like, yeah, this is this thing that I can do and be okay. Yeah. So you create this comfort zone, and then again, you have to step out of it, yeah. and that is it so cool the process to me. Again. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's interesting that the more you do it, the larger your comfort zone becomes. Yeah. And it's it almost becomes harder and harder to step out of it. Oh, no, it, it definitely does. And that's the thing. That's the same thing. I think that's, you know, in terms of plateauing. Yeah. That's why it gets, that's why the more you experience something, the the greater your comfort zone, the greater your, you know, comfort is in it, right? That's why it's easy for you to, you know, rest on your laurels, yeah. that kind of sense, or rest in like what you've known already. Same thing in martial arts. That's the thing you have to constantly pursue and challenge yourself in yeah. that sense to get better. But in essence... Because you're no longer, you know, the step from step zero to step one is so great. Huge. Right? Yeah. But if you, you know, like you, you're like, what, you know, 2000, like seven between 2000, 2001 seems minuscule. You're right. In that kind of sense, right? But you still need to take it because that's the only way you'll get to 3000 or to get to 10,000 in that yeah. kind of sense. Those small steps where you want to be more committed to taking those smaller and smaller steps. Yeah. Like, because in essence, like it's only going to get greater. It's going to look. It's only going to look smaller as you keep progressing. Yeah. But you have to keep making those steps. And that's the same way I look at it in terms of that. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, you know, so many years deep. I'm almost like, yeah, I've been doing it my whole life. But I realize, oh, shit, there's still a lot of stuff I don't know. And I need to ground myself and then keep pursuing the things I don't know and not just rest on, like, the already have a lot of experience doing this shit. But I got to I got to keep putting myself in new situations and situations where I need to grow and in situations where I'm 
where I like, am I really not that good at it, or am I just saying I'm not that good so I don't have to experience it in yeah. terms of that? Yeah. Or yeah, and yeah, yeah exploring other avenues. Like, exactly. I don't. How yeah. long have you been training others for, or teaching? Others? I guess I've been teaching for about it's been like seven years. Yeah. In terms of that, and that's that's always a new experience because yeah. it's it's a different thing to like the difference between teaching and learning by yourself because like when you when you learn you want to have to deal with you right and yeah. you know you 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 get you should get an understanding of who you are in that kind of sense and when you're teaching others it's like especially when the when it's a physical action they mm-hmm. can only only they know how to move themselves yeah. if anything the way i look at it, it's not really teaching i'm guiding somebody i'm guiding somebody to, to teach themselves right, how to right. do the movements you know because it's up to them to do it or not yeah they i mean i could you know give them the best explanation that i feel and that yeah. might not work and that, that's just how it goes because yeah. they need to take that advice to their own heart just like you know your your conversation with this person about comedy right you could give them the best like speech it's all up to them to want to take that yeah to move that there and then yeah that's the way i look at teaching and coaching and people that's why like i'm not concerned about outcomes in terms of like oh man how like how it's weird when people, you know, gauge their accomplishments on like how others do, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I guess you do have an influence, but for me, it's like that person. That person had to do it on their own, you yeah. know. Ultimately, no matter right. how much I guided them in that kind of sense, I mean, they can give me props or whatever. But and they they put themselves in the scenario where they had to, you know, get better, and then that's how they, you know, that's how they pursued it, you know. Yeah. From there, it's like. Ultimately, you can only help somebody so much. You can only teach somebody so much. It's like they have to put the rest of the effort there. Nice. Yeah, I've known. I've uh, I've taught skate lessons. I haven't done it a lot. Yeah. But I've done that. You know, I've done that three or four summers. Yeah. And how was that experience? Yeah. Well, the thing I thought was cool about it is, uh. You're taking something that is so, uh, like, when you do a roundhouse kick, or yeah. you know, yeah. when I do a backside Smith grind, yeah, there are so many little building blocks or yeah, subtle nuances. For me, for me, it's yeah. like, oh, you just do the Smith grind, but yeah. then it's like when you teach it to somebody else, yeah, you realize. You're like, whoa, like, how do I do a backside yeah. Smith grind? Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, you become so much more intimate with your own, pro- you become so much more, uh, what's it, familiar or yeah. like, more in tune with like your own actions. And that yeah, kind of yeah. You become yeah. more aware. Yeah. It's interesting to become aware yeah. in such a minuscule sense of yeah. how you do something that you take for granted. Yeah. And to communicate that to another person. Oh, for sure. And I, dude, I find like that really is one of the funnest parts of teaching to me oh, yeah. skateboarding is like because yeah. I'm as I'm telling somebody something as I'm teaching this little kid how to do the simplest thing a kick turn or something like that yeah. I'm like whoa like I never thought about how my foot placement affects mm-hmm. it or like what I'm doing with my shoulders and I find myself as I'm teaching them exploring these like really fundamental things yeah. In a way that I haven't thought about in in fifteen years or whatever, yeah. and it's like it's, you're like, oh man, that's cool. Like, it uh, 
Yeah, that part is exciting. And to see somebody else, to break that process down in your own mind yeah, and communicate it to another person and see it work for them, mm-hmm. that's really exciting. Oh, yeah, most most definitely. I feel like when you when you teach, it's a two-way learning street. For you sure, know, you yeah. Because you have to learn as well. And, oh, oh, yeah. and then, yeah, and then, because then I will, I find myself excited to try something new yeah. and not as daunted by something new yeah because i'm like oh like the learning this new trick i can break it down to these really simple things like i can watch somebody do a trick that i can't do and yeah. i can start to see like oh okay like yeah this is how i can take baby steps toward learning that yeah it's like reverse engineering that yeah yeah because yeah because you had to reverse engineer your thought chunks or your big, you know, movements that you had to do. And like, oh, it's like, it seems daunting because it's all happening at once, but really it's like a lot of small actions Yeah, going about it. Yeah. No, and that's why I like, I, I enjoy teaching a lot and I enjoy, I enjoy, I just enjoy the learning process a lot. And that's why I, I like being around people of various experience levels and no yeah. matter, and no matter what, right. Or like even the martial arts sense, it's great to have beginners yeah. Because they have, you know, they're full of, you know, they're willing, they're willing to take the risk, right? They yeah. put themselves out there into something new. That's cool. I like a lot, you know, like my peers or people that are on the same level because now we get to test and then we, okay, we got, we have similar things. And then I like people be ahead of me as well because now, oh, I can look up to them and see, oh man, I would like to do what they do, but I understand, oh, they were where I was before, so I can. What can I Relate do to from there to get to get to where their level is? Yeah, like from there. So it's like those three different levels in that kind of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all on an infinite, uh, infinite timeline of progression. Yeah. In re- so in reality, like anyone who is taking the next step out of their comfort zone, whether it's their first time or their ten thousandth time. Yeah is sort of on the same plane. Yes. It, like, if you're looking at it in terms of the big picture, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I love open mics. Yeah. Even the shittiest open mic, like... <laughs> it's yeah. just cool to see. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and that's part of why I move around so much mm-hmm. is, you know, I'll, I'll get bored of it in one place. Like, yeah. Um, just mixing things up. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool to go to a new place and see, like, oh... Like, it's just funny sometimes. Like, oh, that's interesting that that person thought that that would be funny, or yeah. And that's a huge reason that I love I love off the top mm-hmm. and like naked brunch, any kind of improvised stand up because yeah, you uh, it just levels it levels the playing field and it uh, like um. It it wakes everybody up. Everyone is so present because no nobody knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, and it just it uh, it cultivates a uh, it cultivates this sort of like communal vibe that I really like. That that is uh, when you go to a normal stand up open mic. Yeah, it takes a lot of energy to pay attention yeah you know um and yeah there's that's the cliche like oh it's you're all just comics like yeah you don't care you're yeah which there is yeah like 
if you haven't gone up yet, you're thinking about what you're going to say. And if you have gone up, you're thinking about what you did say. Yeah. And, you know, you might be... I, I try to sit close to the stage in those uh, at open mics. Yeah, it's funny. People always want to sit back, but... Well, yeah. I try to make the decision yeah. uh, that, like, it's like, okay. And for a while there, when I didn't... some I go through periods where I don't have a day job. Yeah. And there's no reason for me not to be fully present the basically the entire time yeah like but uh and so if i can i do that but then sometimes it's like okay i gotta get up for work in the morning so um it uh it uh to do my part to be to give of myself as much as i can to this uh like when i go to an open mic i like to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that who's ever on stage mm -hmm. uh, prepared and is they're making themselves vulnerable and they want to be understood mm -hmm. exactly the same way that I do mm -hmm. so they deserve my respect okay and that is not always the case <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but uh, they benefit from my presence because if I'm sitting there and paying attention, then there's fucking pressure on them. Yeah. Your fucking laser beams are at yeah. them. Like, yeah. you motherfucker, make me laugh. Like, yeah, you're like an engaging audience member. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that pressure, yeah. that pressure is good. Oh, for sure. That, um, and that pressure sometimes is, pers it, it's one of those things, like, I hate to say it, but if you can't handle that pressure or you're not willing to handle that pressure, then it's probably not for you. I, I don't think that's... I think it's very necessary. Yeah. If anything, it's like that. It's there's a very similar thing in like in martial arts where you need like you need good training partners. Yeah. And that kind of stuff because they need to give you realistic looks. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't want you don't want somebody that's just gonna like that does nothing. Right? Yeah. Because then that that won't teach you anything. Yeah. Kind of sense, and. Or, you know, if you get someone that's not engaged, then, like, how is that? That's not oh, helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If 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 you sign up for the open mic, yeah. it's your, it's, uh, if you're being, being a good comic, being mm -hmm. a good performer means yeah. uh, you've prepared something to say. Mm -hmm. um, fucking pay attention to who's, like, be in the fucking room when you're called up. Yeah. Get on the stage as quickly as possible. Yeah. Don't waste people's time. Yeah. And go up and do your thing, you know? Yeah. Like, don't don't apologize. Yeah. Um, be vulnerable. Try something. Try yeah. anything that you're excited about. And yeah. and detach yourself from the result. Yeah. And give give us something. Be in the moment. Yeah, give yeah. us something honest about yourself. That yeah. is being a good performer. Yeah. Don't burn the light. Pay, be respectful of the audience. If yeah. you step over the line, acknowledge, you know... Uh, Patrice O'Neill said, "Like I, re I respect the attempt to try to make something funny. Yeah, M maybe, maybe you have a good rape joke. I very <laughs> highly doubt it. It's it's fucking probably yeah. not gonna work or whatever. Yeah. It's a low. Uh, yeah, what am I trying to say here? It's it's okay to try anything if if you can gracefully." accept uh failure yeah and not 
like if you're gonna do a rape joke, be willing to apologize. Be willing to have an actual discussion with yeah. people and hear why you can't do that. That that's like some fringe shit that you know. <laughs> I don't I don't do that. You know yeah. I I have I have tried it and uh, but that's something where when you get off stage. Don't get defensive and run away. Yeah. Have a comedy is a conversation. Learn about why it didn't work. Things like that. And, and this is an extreme example, but okay. Performer. Yeah. Show up, give me something real, respect everyone's time, do your best. Mm -hmm. But then just as much as an audience member, Mm -hmm. whether you're a comic or not, almost especially if you're a comic, um, if you're going to, like if you're gonna be in the room, then be in the room. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Don't have your phone out. Don't have your uh, don't have your notebook out unless you're writing down something specific. Like give give the person on stage your attention, mm-hmm. and tr- try your best to be present and to really listen to what they're saying and give them an honest response. Don't um, don't like stare at someone don't mean mug someone just because they're new and you assume that they suck yeah give them the chance to suck yeah you know like and if they suck then yeah then don't laugh you know but try to be it it just as much as a two-way street like yeah don't just don't be like on your phone texting and then hear some buzzword or hear some joke that you think is hacky and look up and like Disapprove and of it. Yeah. Give give yeah. a don't give me your disapproval if yeah. you didn't hear the whole thing. You know, yeah. like that's a and in terms of being in terms of performing or being an audience member, they're both jobs. They're they're mm. both. There's no task so easy that it can't be done poorly. Mm. Like <laughs> not, yeah, you know, like yeah. if if you need to text or whatever, if you want to hang out with other people, that's fine. But leave the room. You know, like. Don't try to do both things at the same time is yeah. what I'm really saying. Like yeah. don't you cannot be texting on your phone or having a conversation with another comic and be a good audience member. You cannot do that. And it it's bad for uh it's it's bad for everybody involved, you mm-hmm. know. Um new people get discouraged. Uh they don't want to talk to you after it doesn't promote uh it doesn't promote growth. a good creative environment. Yeah, a, a rising yeah. tide lifts all boats. Lifts all Lift, boats. Lifts all boats. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. The better performer you are, the more engaging of a performer you are. The more you're encouraging people to be good audience members. But the same goes the other way. Like yeah. the more engaging audience member you are, the more engaging. Yeah. And and that's yeah. something that I like about off the top is yeah. it is uh, it's so much harder to to be disengaged and it's more obvious when you are and yeah. people are just so supportive because everyone's like, this is insane. This is a hard thing to do. Yeah. So you'll notice like if somebody's like, Oh, if somebody even expresses the slightest inkling toward, Oh, like I was thinking about doing this thing. Everyone's like, do it, do it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. think out loud, like try yeah. anything. Yeah. That's what I, that's something that I feel strongly about. And Oh no, for sure. And I think that's very true. I think the community aspect is very is very important in growth mm-hmm. it's like it's like what does it say it takes like a village to raise a child yeah it takes it takes a village really to do anything yeah you know it's i mean you're a quote about you know rising tide raises all ships in that kind of sense it's like 
Yeah, you're if people are doing good, it's almost like it's like that positive momentum, you know. If yeah. everyone's growing, that or if people are growing, people will look towards that and they want to do that, right? It's I heard this great quote about a lot of people think that their will will overcome their environment, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. from a, if you're in a bad environment, that oh, I'm just gonna will myself out of this bad environment. When in actuality, your will, no matter how strong you are, you're just gonna succumb to whatever like environment you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a good environment and you have a bad attitude, you have no choice but to almost get become good in that kind of sense. So it's like, why not do everything in your power to make a good environment? Yeah. In, in that yeah, kind yeah. of sense. And I feel like it's the same thing in martial arts. And I feel like it's the same thing too in like comedy as well. And then, I mean, your actions just like, or your words just there just made me think, oh yeah, about my actions. Like, yeah, how engaging am I really as an audience member? Not really. So it's like, I mean, then that's something, yeah, something on me. Like, why should I expect somebody to not to do what I don't do in that kind of sense? Exactly. It's like, damn, that's very, that's very arrogant of me or very like, you know, non-supportive of me to do that. And that's, and that's the same thing too. Like, that'd be like if I were a bad training partner in martial arts and expected a good training partner. I'm like, no, you don't, you, you don't put shit in and expect to get something good out of it. Yeah. You know, you get you should you should put in quality stuff and expect to get quality in return in that kind of sense yeah and that that's something as a performer that you like when you do shitty open mics or shows no one's there blah 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 and what makes them shitty in that kind of sense right yeah like yeah so much of it it, are you making it shitty by saying that Yeah. yeah yeah that that's something i noticed um i remember instances early on where I would be up and two or three people would be really enjoying it. Yeah. But maybe uh, a larger percentage wasn't into it. Yeah. And then I would be, I would take it personally. Yeah. And maybe like say something about how the crowd isn't that into it. Yeah. And it's like, that's like a, that's like a fuck you to the people who are into it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's like why not just uh, try your best to get a, to do something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah. But if only the, I've written this down in my in my notebook several times. It's like I want to appeal to individuals. Like yeah. Um, I like I like it when you can coming from someone who does a lot of puns and shit like that. <laughs> I love it when yeah. you see someone like the set's not going well. Yeah. And you see a couple people that are like. You know that they they're laughing and they're covering their mouth and shit. Yeah. And if you can do something, if you can do a joke good enough to make one person drop their and just fucking laugh out loud, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's an involuntary. If it's a good joke, uh, laughter, true laughter is an involuntary response. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, and if you make somebody really laugh, you you're cutting through. <clears throat> you're it's such a. Oh, it's such a pure connection, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, uh, you're forcing someone to disregard what they think. What, uh, when somebody laughs out loud, they, in that moment, they don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. You know, and that is. Yeah, it's like a pure experience in that kind of yeah, sense. So like, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, it's like trying to hold back a sneeze or hold back. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's going to, it's going to come out. Yeah, from there, that's 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 a real reaction. Yeah, kind of, it's a genuine moment. Yeah yeah, 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 which is like, yeah. you know, they're uh, arguably fewer and far between. Now. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, 
right? But yeah, I guess well, that's kind of interesting. We were talking about genuine reactions in that kind of sense. It's almost like by almost being so connected in a sense, in like a virtual sense, people kind of lose what a real connection is. Yeah, and that, and I think, I mean, that's no excuse for like why audience are disengaged, but. If anything, that should be a boon if you do get someone to engage, yeah. right? Because they're ignoring all the other possible things that they could have been paying attention to, yeah. like to you. And I think that's the thing too. It's like, I, yeah, it's it starts with, it starts with one. Yeah, you know, it starts. It, all you, you just get something with like one person. I think that's the thing. It's like you can't you can't be too concerned with like. Uh, yeah, too many people. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too. Like when I, because when I come up with material, I think, oh, okay, do I think this is funny? If I think this is funny, I'm gonna do it. That, yeah, that, that's just yeah, how yeah. it goes, right? Let's see if other people. That's think. the most yeah. important. part. That's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't make someone laugh at something you don't think is funny. Right. It's like, but if you are, then why are you doing that? It seems like very kind of soul grating, if anything. Yeah. That kind of sense. I don't think I don't think I could do that. I don't think. Could I? Could I? Yeah. Could I laugh? Make someone laugh at something I couldn't find. No, I don't think so. It's like, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah, I I have jokes. I definitely have jokes that uh, I'm not excited about. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm, uh, if I'm booked on a show. Yeah. Then uh, I want to deliver a certain level of quality. Yeah. And there's certain stuff where, you know, maybe, yeah. I try to be as fresh as I can. Yeah. But then if something's not working, then, you know, you, you pull out the, you, I kind of think of it as a, there's certain bits where, I mean, I do a lot of short jokes. Yeah. And if it's not working, there's certain longer bits where I can, yeah, if, if the set's going downhill, yeah, I can be like, okay, I'll pull out this floppy disk yeah and i can just put it i can press play drop the needle in the groove yeah it can be coming out of my mouth and there's so little it's it's such a muscle memory thing yeah that that gives me a minute to read the crowd yeah and decide and pick something to do after that basically yeah. something like a know? soft reset in that kind yeah. Of sense. yeah yeah exactly yeah that makes sense. And it's a constant, yeah. like, folding of those things. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, because, yeah. yeah, it's just dealing with that different environment. I think that's a very, I think, yeah, I think that's a, uh, that, that's a, it's an interesting challenge for yeah. sure. In that kind of sense where, yeah, where your set list is only known by you. Yeah. In, in that kind of sense. So, yeah, I think, I think it's an enjoyable process. What, yeah. What is that like? What is that like in terms of fighting? Like, who yeah. do you, mm-hmm. who do you fight the most? Like, are you most of the time are you fighting people that you, I assume you're fighting people that you know? Yeah, in terms of training, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you don't want to get used to that because when you fight somebody for competition, it's gonna be someone you don't know, right? Right. So it's almost like, in terms of like you know, being getting out of your comfort zone because you gotta. Because <laughs> if you always if you always fight the same people or train with the same people, right? You get to know them as people. It's like if you only had the same audience member all, yeah. all, all the time, right? Then you would just get you would just start 
doing stuff tailored to that person, right? Right, yeah. When that's not how it's going to work when you go up against somebody different. Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like you need to be present in the moment or be present with, like, doing different things Yeah. in terms of that. So, like, the way I look at it in terms of fighting, it's, like, a, it's a constant... Um, it's it's a verbal debate or it's a physical debate in yeah. my sense where I need to see what what are they offering to the table and what can I what can I offer to the table in that kind of sense and how do I you know shut that down yeah in, in terms of it and that's why I'll bring in new stuff or different stuff just to see how that works yeah in terms of because I need to keep that fresh in in my mind um, yeah if anything that's yeah that's that, that's why I enjoy like the process of fighting. In terms of that, because of you know the ever-changing scenarios, mm-hmm. that's why I enjoyed the. Um, right, that's why I enjoy like that roast battle that that, that we did because it's an enjoyable part. Yeah. In terms of, yeah well, it's yeah. it makes sense in terms of my mentality. Yeah. In, in yeah, terms yeah. of that, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of aspect. Oh yeah, now it's time to see like how how this measures up. So you gotta keep it fresh, like in your mind. Yeah. Like for that, but um, yeah, that's that's the kind of way I look at, it in terms of uh, in terms of like comedy as well. It's like all right. I have these things I know or I'm trying to do, so how am I gonna how exactly am I gonna measure that or how exactly am I gonna do it? Yeah. In terms of that. So I guess that if that answers your question. Yeah. From there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have a set of well, like you have a set of tools, right? And you guys gotta find your right tool yeah. like for whatever the situation is, right? And sometimes you gotta make do <laughs> if it's not the essential or if it's not like the necessary tool. Right. There. Yeah, I would assume that maybe fighting a new person would, uh, would, uh, yeah, just forcing you out of your comfort zone, like, forcing you to react to things that, to, like, hits or whatever that you're not used to getting. Yeah, it's like a different, it's like, once again, it's the unknown, it's like a little different timing, it's a different, it's a different sensation, and it's like, because you gotta do it on the fly now. Yeah. Right? And it's like, uh, yeah, it's... That's the thing. Sometimes, like fighting, uh, like it's oh man, this is so much easier, and then uh-huh. oh man, this is so much harder. Actually, if anything, no, I think that no, I think fighting in terms of like the different person is always so much easier than that than, than I think it's gonna be. Yeah. In terms of even no matter like however the outcome you know was, I was like oh yeah, that's right. It's like that pure experience in terms of that because I always get so worried yeah. about stuff, so I almost try. I gotta be free. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to I'm trying to really get myself like free when I train to do the same thing when I fight. Yeah. In terms of that. Yeah. It's cause the way I look at it, I need to be when I fight, I try to be in the eye of the storm. Yeah. Like from there, like understand that there's a lot of things like, you know, happening all around me. Yeah. But I can't let that dissuade me from doing what's necessary. Yeah. In terms of that. And that's kinda like uh, it's probably like the same way I look at comedy in terms of that how you know I try to you know I'll say a bunch of things and alright just just keep saying things and that, that that's, that's how it goes yeah like from from there that's why I enjoy like you know that stuff where it's no you know like off the top of naked brunch and that yeah. kind of sense because like oh yeah this is this is the kind of chaos that I'm used to yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that's why I enjoy it yeah yeah I like that uh, I like that about performing is it's like it's so intense Mm -hmm. to have all those eyes on you that it is just uh i don't know the i'm not i just like getting out of my head yeah i spend a lot of time in my head when i'm not on stage and 
Oh yeah. I just like those pure, you know, like I have this massive bag of jokes. Yeah. Which on the one hand is uh, good because yes. I have so many options, but yeah. then on the other hand, it's kind of like a. Uh, it's in, for me, it's frustrating to know that there's always a joke. Every there's always a joke that could crush. Yeah. And it, a lot of time it can be the dumbest joke, like, and. Uh, but it's a matter of getting to it. Yeah. Knowing like the knowing filing system. Yeah. 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 Knowing and, which one to select. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And that's like a constant challenge, which that drives me to perform as often as possible. Yeah. Because the, it, it there's no doubt about it. The more often I do it, um, the better I am. Yeah. Um, just the sharper you are. Yeah. The sharp. Well, the bigger, yeah. the, uh, the more, the cloud of war you're saying yeah, yeah. like um the more often i do it yeah. the larger my repertoire really is got it the, the more it's like your vision is like yeah yeah in that kind of sense yeah yeah the yeah. more organized my yeah. tool chest is oh yeah and i sure. can oh that's right there yeah i always think of it like ninja stars or some shit like yeah 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 because because you've had these previous moments where you have to you know pull stuff and now that you're you know you're not you're you're more in the flow in terms of oh yeah I, yeah, I just did this flow. the other you know the other day it's like whereas you know if you're out of practice like oh shit where was this wait wait hold up it's here somewhere yeah. you're just like digging in your bag well yeah. it's yeah. it's funny too because yeah. like you are more you're more familiar with the tools that you have yeah but you're also like you pull out the wrong thing yeah but you don't um uh, yeah, you pull out the wrong thing. Yeah, but you make it look like make it look like on purpose. You, like yeah. you're pulling it out, and you're yeah. like, "Oh fuck, this is the wrong thing." Yeah. But you don't show it. Yeah, and then you can wing it. Yeah, and then as it's as you're winging it, yeah. they're reacting. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, I fucking tricked him," and then yeah. that gives you a little sense of confidence. Yeah, and then boom, the thing that you no is good you bam you smack them with that or it falls flat but then you have and i'm like this a lot like it's total like what's is it tai chi or what's the uh i was talking about thinking about the hand trapping one i'm talking about the wing chun which is the which is the martial art where you're using uh their power against them i think about aikido aikido okay yeah or judo i mean that's a lot of martial arts i guess it's any but it's like no matter yeah with comedy, no yeah. matter what happened, yeah, no matter what reaction, the thing you just said that got, was the proper reaction. There's always yeah. a way yeah. to like, yeah. you yeah. fall and tumble, and then yeah. boom, like I'm on my feet again. You didn't yeah. expect that, and yeah. then fucking boom, boom, yeah. boom, like you're yeah. fucking like, dude. Yeah, you're and with verbal com- ninjutsu, dude, and with yeah. comedy too. Like yeah. when I mean, with comedy too, like you're in their mind, man. Like, yeah. and you can fucking like, like. If a person is a sphere, like you can be, you can fucking hit them from every conceivable angle. angle. Like, and when you really, when you're really fucking slapping, dude, it is so fucking cool. You can like tickle them down here and then bam, like knock them from the top and then like, oh, what's up? I'm over here. Boom. Like you can fuck, dude. It's like, oh, it's so, 
And it's like, you don't even know. I don't even, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to explain in the words. Yeah, 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 but you know the feeling. That that visceral experience. Yeah, yeah. Like from there. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I think I know the feeling. But even, dude, when you're in it, you're like, holy shit, this is fucking, and this this is is so cool. This is you talking about it post feeling. So you can only even like scratch the surface of that, right? It's like something or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And will you ever truly be able to explain how that feeling is, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. How about that? Yeah, no, that, that that that's real fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I forget. It's funny you like forget about it, but then seeing how I just got, you know, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, like that. Yeah. This is like what the fire is in there, you know. Yeah. And then you're like jazz to try something out. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, man, I think I, th- I think that's great stuff. And uh, I guess hey, let's start with. Do you have any sh- upcoming shows? I uh, I have one tonight. Nice. I don't know when this will be. No, I'll put it, I'll put it out within an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you said live, it's not actually live. You it's just not actually live. I just say that like, oh yeah, we're starting right now. Just, yeah, yeah. Ju- we're just so you know. But yeah, I'll put it out within. I should get upload within an hour or so. But yeah, okay, you got a cool. show like, is it comedy on Broadway? Yeah. Yeah. Comedy on Broadway tonight. They, yeah. uh, it's the comedy clash showcase. So it's like. A bunch of people that they really liked from their contest series that they do at Jai Tai. Oh, nice. Um, which I, I made the finals last year, but I had strep throat. Oh, shit. And oh, I, I th- was not able to perform in the finals. Yeah, because I think I saw that on Instagram. I was like, oh, damn. Is he have strep throat? Is he not coming? Yeah. But then I was like, oh, you, you meant like the other time. Okay. I, I almost yeah. brought my own microphone. <laughs> I, I wish I would have gone that night. But but yeah. Lucy, Lucy Tollefson's headlining. I really like her. And yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like, but yeah, I got that and, uh, I'll be in Bellingham on Monday night, Monday night at Gaffawingham. That yeah. is the Firefly Lounge, I think. Firefly Lounge. Okay. And, uh, let me see if I got anything else. And then I have a don't tell. Oh, oh hey, you're oh. not supposed to tell. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. Uh, Blue Moon Heckle Open Mic starts back up February 6th. February 6th. Yeah. Thursday. Mm. I'm excited. Then, I'm excited for that. And then, yeah, if you look up "Don't Tell Comedy," I think it's like "Don't Tell Seattle." Or I think something it's like yeah. I think "Don't Tell Seattle" is the is that like next Saturday? I or? might. There may or may not be a show <laughs> on February eighth. May or may not. Okay. And I have no idea where it. I actually do not know where it is. They haven't told me. Yeah, they, and, they haven't told you yet. Yeah. yeah. And then Friday, or Sunday, the ninth. I will be at Dusty's Hideaway in Tacoma. Dusty's Hideaway in Tacoma. At a new material mic. Oh, nice. So I'll be doing all... I don't, I don't know what I'll be doing there. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, so that's upcoming scope for Richard. And then, like, yeah. how do people... People want to know more about you or they want to follow you? Like, what social media you got? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Colorblind Bowen. Sorry, are you actually colorblind? I am colorblind, okay. yeah. I think that's interesting. I have a or color deficient. Color deficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accurate term. Color deficient. I think that's an interesting way. Because I know I know several like color deficient fighters, and they yeah. they look at I don't know they're interestingly creative in a way in a similar kind of way. Yeah. But now I can, because now I can see some similarities from there. So it's kind of interesting. It's yeah. Like, I wonder what what exactly is by looking at life through a slightly different lens that does that. Yeah. But, it's. But yeah, it's color. Sorry about that. Colorblind <laughs> Bowen on yeah. Instagram, and then you color want anything blind. else? B O W E N. Um, I have a Twitter, but I never use it. I never use it. I just yeah. got it so that 
no one could be could no take it take it from me basically. I know that's the thing man dude I'm I was I'm I'm always looking for like Pocholo Cruz and someone took it already but they haven't like tweeted anything I'm like yeah. you bastard I want to find you just kick the shit out of you yeah but uh the Pocholo Cruz was available you could, so for that. you could make it a thing oh no for sure no that's kind of like one thing I was thinking about I was like when people you know look up their names right there's like someone more famous than yeah. them but like me I am the most famous or I can become the most famous because I'll go in and kick their I know any Pocholo Cruz can come get it <laughs> I become the Highlander Pocholo Cruz I am I am the Pocholo Cruz that, 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 that's me help him work like, on his record exactly yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> hey my record's gonna go way up in terms of that in terms of search engine optimization and in terms of street fights <laughs> Hell yeah. Bam. But yeah, oh man. Alright, it's been Richard Bowen. Dude, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, yeah, nice to talk to you. Good talking to you. I have to pee so bad. Alright, bye everybody.